I am in the car, in the passenger seat, laptop open on my lap, phone creating a hotspot, um, my wife graciously listening to just my half of this podcast. <laughs> Are you serious? That's really what's happening right now? That's exactly what's happening. All right, let's get to the point. Let's get to the point of all this. Let's talk about... It's fantasy football. Ah, the fantasy no. football season has begun. No, I've, I've and everyone, never played it. Uh, Steven, quick question for you. So yes. you've... Okay, you answered it. You've never played <laughs> fantasy football? I've never played any fantasy sport. Have you ever been asked to play fantasy football? I think I emanate a certain air of <laughs> don't talk to me about fantasy sports. And so, uh, no, but you no, no also exude an air of I enjoy analytics and stat-driven things. Some something about sports <laughs> uh, give, makes me have zero interest in anything sports-related. So, okay. so I guess our fantasy football <laughs> podcast is going to be coming to a close now. Thank you for joining us. Um, <laughs> I feel like I just want to say Saquon Barkley will have a great year. Uh, that's my sleeper pick. Thank you. I don't, Actually, it's I don't know the pick. It's first round. I don't know the Venn diagram between chalk artists, tech nerds, and fantasy football enthusiasts. So uh-huh. I don't know how what percentage of our audience I'm about to offend. But <laughs> I find sports to already be a made up thing. Like we're creating contests that have no real meaning well, outside I have of a, the game itself. I have a passionate then, defense of sports for a different podcast. Okay. Well, uh, well, I'd like to hear your defense in brief, but sports, the contest already being a made-up thing, then to have a fantasy version of a made-up thing, mm-hmm. it, it feels like you're, th- you're three dreams deep. Like sure. you're there with Leonardo DiCaprio spinning the top, and you don't know what's left from right. Absolutely. But anyway. Absolutely. Now, it means my nothing, opinion, but it's my it's opinion. A, yes. My opinion on the Olympics are the exact opposite. <laughs> you love the Olympics. I am an I am an adamant fan of the Olympics. I do feel like bringing countries together in competition and the whole ceremony of that. I yeah. enjoy that very much. So I may have just undermined my own argument, but right. What say? So, what so say now? You? So now take the Olympics and shrink them down to instead of bringing a whole country together, uh, let's say we bring Tampa Bay together or let's say we bring chicago together and everyone's it brings people of all socioeconomic classes and circles together it brings people with very different interests um all together in a common what do you mean very different interest the, the interest is the sport well okay every other interest could be very different there so are I sports could, fans of from every different walk of life and what sports does, and not only, I mean, being a fan is one thing, which I, I'm not going to defend it too much because and sometimes you're like, ah, uh, spending too much time watching sports. But I believe that playing sports is a wonderful way to learn about success and failure. And my small little soapbox is that uh, sports teaches you how to fail, how to have an adversary and fail gracefully uh, with zero stakes. So you learn how to be defeated, how to... Um, and how to learn from it uh, because in life there will always be adversaries and uh, uh, obstacles that sometimes you won't be able to overcome and being a graceful loser is what childhood sports teaches you to do just as much as being a good winner thank you for your time 
That's the end of my TED talk. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Okay, so I, I do agree. And I, I do, my kids do sports. And I do feel like sports provides a unique opportunity for things like that. Teamwork, life lessons, like practice, hard work, that it does lend itself to that. Training, I also f- it's a level of discipline yeah. that you need, yeah. that uh, doing things that you don't want to do for a greater cause or a purpose. I also feel like being a musician in an orchestra or band has similar themes. Sure. Practice, hard work, teamwork, failure, messing up, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I guess maybe it's the... Letting down other people, learning how to do that in a kind of a low-stakes environment. Right. Maybe it's like the extreme sports sports culture and like the amazing salaries that these people make for doing professional sports. Like sure. maybe it's not, I'm not so much talking about even college level or like kids sports or high school. I guess it's more just like the crazy infatuation with sports culture and like watching these guys who get paid millions of dollars to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah. it's something about that that yeah. just never. I've I, also we heard could, it, we could talk yeah. forever about this. This is a, a, a I love this conversation. Yeah, but well, I we, 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 I can almost guarantee ninety percent of our listeners do not <laughs> are not sports fans. <laughs> I don't think we have a, a I don't think we have a ton of sports crossover in our in our fandom. I don't. Yeah. Thus, I, I don't I give my fantasy football picks each week, like I'm inclined to do. But. All right. Well, we'll 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 pick this up again at a later okay. date after we hear all Perfect. the harsh feedback <laughs> from, from our listeners. Exactly. Today we are talking about the movie Pacific Rim: Colon Uprising, the sequel to the uh, Guillermo del Toro movie uh, Pacific Rim, which starred uh, Idris Elba and them. But this one and what is, is our the top five? One. Oh, the, I'm sorry. The top five is the top five robot movies. Which became much more difficult as I Google searched for all the different robot movies. Right. There are a lot Wide more range. than I thought. Yep. Yes, yes. But a Pacific Rim Uprising starring um, Finn from Star Wars, John Boyega. Yep. I, I caught it quick. <laughs> that was a close one. You got it. John Boyega and uh, a bunch of other people. <laughs> uh, did, did, let me ask. So you've seen the first one, right? No, I have never seen the first one. Oh, I had a bunch of questions about this movie that I thought, I bet I would understand a lot more if I had seen the first one. Nate, you you neglected to to say that. Not seeing the first one. Okay. I I believe I definitely texted you and said, hey, um, I have questions because I haven't seen the first one. I need you to answer these things on the podcast. And then I probably never responded. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You were probably in North Carolina. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so if you haven't seen the first one, the second one probably seems even stranger and worse than it is. I mean, it's not a good movie. Let me just no, say. No, no, it, it is not. <laughs> it's not a good movie. But it is at least made slightly better because the first one was, was better. And so if you, I don't know. You okay, carry so over some I, of it. I saw that Idris Elba. Yes. And hold the on a second. Guy. Uh, Charlie Hunnam was in that first one. The guy who was in King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, and mm. Sons of Anarchy. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, so the so two of them. It, the, the two of them are in it, and apparently the um, the Lady Admiral, 
who um, yes. had like was apparently also in that first one, which I figured out kind of later. Right. Um, yes. Yes. So was Charlie Day and the other guy, uh, yeah. other scientist dudes. I, <laughs> yeah. Watching this movie made me go, man, that sounds like that's a much better cast than this movie. I thought to myself, like, ooh, yeah. I bet that first one was a lot better. And you're saying it was. I, I do feel it was better. Um, I mean, it was still cheesy-ish, mm-hmm. especially the two scientists. Like, the, the in the second one, it, it went, like, past any acceptable point. But the first one, it was it was fine, and it was fun to watch, and there were good stakes, and Idris Elba was good in it. You know, he, he does good. Did but. the... How did they defeat the kai- kaiju? How did they <laughs> yes. defeat those monsters in the first movie? Well, I mean, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but but basically, the the robots, uh, you know, they fight the monsters. They fought and real they, well. They fought real well, and the final scene, one of them sacrifices themselves in order to uh, to close the breach which the breach is what the monsters use to pass from their dimension to ours is that is and that what uh, is that what john boyega's dad did idris alba Was yes he the that's sac- right because they talk about his sacrifice and yes his sacrifice allowed them to close the breach in the first movie um and so yeah there's there's this idea of like drifting like these robots are so big it takes two brains to do it yeah, um, it was a maybe I would have understood it more in the first movie. So if I understood it correctly, it, they have to do a neural handshake, which, <laughs> which <laughs> brains don't have hands. Which right. they 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 talk about it as if like we should all know what's going. It was assuming, on here. yeah, yeah. It was the but second I, movie was assuming like you're not walking into this without seeing right, the first one, right? You yeah, you're back after the first one, but like right. the neural handshake is. When they talk about like a strong neural link, it's not a link to your robot. It's a link to the other person next to you. Right, which then in turn you can control the robot because you're in sync with this other person. Or and something. in order to do that, you kind of have to like trust and like each other and maybe see all of your past memories. Is that how yeah, that I think works? It's like, an, it's like an eye of Sauron kind of thing. you got to okay. let the other person uh, stare into your soul. And uh, be okay with it. But you, it's not like one person, so when they first did it, I thought, oh, I get it. One person operates the right side, one person operates the left side. But that is not the case. They are doing the exact same actions in in harnesses next to each other. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, yeah. It's like one of those anime uh, robot things. Yeah, sure. And you need two brains. (laughs) Exactly. So two two brains. brains. So one of the weird parts of this second movie is that one scientist who in the first movie drifted with one of the kaiju monsters and then in this movie like is keeping it in a big jar in his bedroom and yeah. it's basically driving him insane which all of that I felt like kind of weird just saying yeah that whole like, a little weird the whole thing about like the scientist uh, spoiler alert on this movie the scientist um basically yeah having formed a a link with the uh the last brain or whatever. yeah the last yeah. dude is now kind of like either taken over by them or something but he still has his same personality so it's not like he's like necessarily possessed by him it's like a venom situation like, symbiote yeah. yes yeah yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So he he uh, hacks the encryption and somehow 
makes a way so more of these monsters can come through. So, yeah, there's all that. Right. One, one scene. One scene I wish, or one part I wish there was more of was uh, towards the beginning. John Boyega finds that girl who like made her own robot. Right. Which I thought that was kind of cool, and that's like the underdog, like you know, quick and dirty. I built a robot myself kind of story. Like that would have been cool to, I don't know, see more of that or something. Right. But no, I thought she was. I thought she was uh, a spunky. Yeah, sort of the down yeah. and out, look down upon, um, right, with right. no reason from the other cadets in this training program. Which I uh, sometimes, I feel like that's real, real cliche. That like, oh yeah, these other yes. cadets like immediately go like, oh, you're not worthy of being here. Yeah, those yeah, the cadet stuff was, yeah, over the top. Right, but I didn't care much for those characters. No, no, at all. I also feel like uh, John Boyega, not his best performance. I thought he was. I thought he was fine in it. I just thought that his character, like he, he sort of like he didn't want to be in any of this. But it made me right. feel like you don't really want to be in this movie. Like it was kind of a performance <laughs> of right. like, oh, yeah. I don't really want to do all of this and be a in little this, too real. Say yeah. these things, right? He does do the one thing though. Like when during before the final battle, he's like. I'm not going to give a motivational speech like my father did and then proceeds to give a motivational speech just like his dad right. would. That I felt like, no, don't do not do that. That was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a little lacking in all things. And yeah. um, the special effects. Yes. The special oh, effects. I hear your GPS there. Yep, we're uh, we're rerouting at the moment. We're getting close. I actually oh, have to kind of okay. like we have to move it along because I have to wrap okay, it up soon. Because we're almost there. Um, special effects in here. There's just like giant robots and monsters fighting each other in a super CG. Even though like done well yeah. CG, That's I just right. get real numb to it. I don't know. There's really? just something about like I don't quite <sighs> feel yeah. it. I will say. I think you should watch the first one only because the first one, f- the the fight scenes were more fun and enjoyable. Okay. And even I, who loves big monsters and robots fighting each other, this second one was kind of like, meh. Like, it, I didn't really love it. Right. It didn't have a whole lot of great. heart to it, I felt like. That's right. So right. it was like, we're f- going through the actions of big robot people fight big monsters. Yeah. Big monster yeah, the action- joins up to become an even bigger monster. Right, which I felt like that one part when the guy, the scientist released all those millions of little scarab-looking things, uh-huh. I thought those scarab things were just going to take out all the good guy robots. Right. I'm like, there's, like, there's a million of those things. Just have them crawl up like, uh, just cover like Ant-Man does to Iron Man. Yeah, and just uh, just kill him. But no, he, he splits the uh, the big one in half or whatever or something like that. I don't know. Right. And you have Anyway, to, yeah. it's cheesy. Yeah. I think the whole... What makes you a good pilot of a huge mech is a little confusing for me. Like, the, what yeah. makes you really good and what makes you, like, able to do this, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, let's let's jump to rating this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's not yeah. a whole lot to, else to talk about. Uh, so what, what would you give it, Nate? So, oh, let me, oh, our, our uh, rating system, zero to five uh, Caillou brains in a jar. Okay. Excellent. Like, like, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I give it, I give it uh, two brains. Two brains. I two believe brains. 
this movie uh, is best described with whatever the kaiju equivalent of meh is. Because it is overall just kind of blah. Like, I'm, I saw it on a plane, so I know it's not, like, super epic of a screen that I'm watching it on. <laughs> right. But overall, it just felt like, okay, I get it. These aliens are going to come up. We're going to stop them. We're going to close the link. Um, yeah, yeah, one of us is, like, helping them probably... And uh, John Boyega doesn't want to be here. I missed Idris <laughs> Elba. I wish he was in it. I wish yeah. Charlie Hunnam was in it. It's sort of like I felt. I felt like the young scrapper girl was nice, but overall, it had as much heart as like the Ninja Turtles movie, <laughs> which I never seen. But right, okay. Which you well, I'm to. gonna. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it slightly less, actually. I'm going to give it 1.5 Kaiju mm. Brains. because more accurate. Yep. B- because the first one, I enjoyed more. But even that one, I know, is not an amazing movie. And I would probably give that one a two-and-a-half-ish one. Okay. And so I feel like this one being even worse than that, I'm going to give it a 1.5. Right. Right. So if you've never seen a Pacific Rim movie to the listener, watch the first one. You can skip the second one. Okay. Let me just say. Good to know. Yes. Also, they have Scott Eastwood in this movie uh, playing kind of like the hard-nosed military type. Um, I feel like right. he is starting to be like that other guy who plays all the military guys. He's like he's always the, the young, FBI. cool guy, uh, but he still plays like the, the real straight-edge uh, military type. Yeah. And he plays that role uh, with no other character development. Yeah. <laughs> Other than eventually yes. going like, we're all family here. We're family. Little Vin is he Diesel. Was he? Is he related to Clint Eastwood? Yeah, I believe it's his son. He is his son, I think. Oh wow! I, I could be wrong. No, no, no. I, I think. Uh, no, no, no. I think it is. I think it is. Okay. Yep. Not a great movie. I would avoid it. Uh, I but I do kind of want to see the first Pacific Rim now. Yeah, I think you should. All right, let's All right. do some top fives. All right, so our top five, as you so uh, wisely chose, the top five robot movies. And, uh, man, this was challenging. So do you have any honorable mentions? I do. All right. Uh, go ahead. Again, while looking at these movies, I tried to go like robots are more of the theme and not just like a, a good character among the people it was difficult right. for example like star wars was listed among robot movies because it has r2d2 no. and c3po but no, yeah no, no, it, no, they're no. not robot movies yeah. um so i put avengers age of ultron as an honorable mention i believe yeah, ultron yeah, is a really that. cool robot yes um and i put wally as an honorable mention really yep okay all right okay well do you have honorable, honorable mentions uh, yes i do I put AI with Haley Joe Osment mm-hmm. in my honorable mentions. I remember that being very impressionable uh, mm-hmm. when I watched that when I was younger. And also the cartoon Iron Giant, which I, if I would have thought more about it, I might have put it in the top five because it's a great movie and that final scene makes me cry. But uh, <laughs> Iron Giant, honorable mention. Excellent. Okay. Your number five. My number five is the original Transformers movie. It is it is silly and crazy, but I remember it was my type of silly and crazy. 
And I actually think uh-huh. Shia LaBeouf's performance in it is not bad. Like now, if you have multiple movies of him in Transformers, it got real repetitive and real old. But I found that movie it's like the Pacific Rim of my time, I guess, where it's just big, bombastic. And I remember like the first robots coming to life with a bunch of sound mixing clatter was yeah, actually yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. enjoyable for me back then. So it gets a number five, kind of nostalgia number five for me. Yeah, it's it's hard because people of our age have waited for a Transformers live action movie for a long time. Correct. So it, it like, was. Long I remember time the feeling of going to the theaters and being like, I like I loved seeing the cartoons, and I'm ready to see yeah. this live action, and it did not disappoint my, you know, eight year old self. Have you seen the trailer? Inside. You seen the trailer for the new Bumblebee that they're going to come out with? Yes. I've sort of gotten off the Transformers yeah. train. Um, I did, I did too. But that new Bumblebee movie looks. But it looks cool. good. Yep. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. I I'm going to be honest. I can't stand him. So sorry. Okay. <laughs> have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen that video? Actual animal Shia LaBeouf. No. No, um, I will send. I will send you a link, and I will cl- include well, I'll it. Watch in it on, when I get on Wi-Fi someday. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, All right, someday. number five for you. <laughs> number five, Short Circuit. Ooh, Alan Thick, right? Yeah, yes, I believe so. The guy from Growing uh, Pains? Oh, you put me on the Pains? spot now. Okay, sorry, go short, ahead. Anyway, but Short Circuit, uh, there's actually th- three movies, um, I believe, right? Anyway. Oh, no, I it, love this is not Alan Thick. sorry, it's a different one. Yes, Short Circuit. Right, well, Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2, um, loved both of those, and uh, I just love that robot. So, right. anyway, short circuit. Perfect. Yeah. Your number, yeah, four. My number four is Ex Machina. A couple of years old now. Oh a real thought-provoking, kind of dark, twisted movie uh, about AI, uh, but mm-hmm. kind of left you feeling like, um, I'm not sure if I want to, uh, I, if I want AI to develop too much more, but kind of a thinker right. piece. Uh, but a kind of a, a confusing piece as well. Thought it was very good. And hmm. our uh, our girl from uh, Tomb Raider, Alicia Vikander, was stars in that one. Oh, uh, that's the, right. As the robot. So as the robot. There we go. Right. Uh, well, also adding one more to my honorable mentions. Batteries not included. Have you ever seen that? No. It's an old movie from 1987. But uh, batteries not included. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. But anyway, my number four, a Will Smith movie. I Robot. Mm. Uh, what can I say? I love Will Smith movies. I felt like I Robot was pretty good from what I remember, and uh, I enjoyed it. So yeah, I Robot. Great. My number three is Bicentennial Man. Yes, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. I thought it was. Now I haven't seen it for a while, so I don't know how well it has aged, but. I found it kind of enjoyable, and I thought Robin Williams' performance in it was very sweet and endearing. Yes. Um, and I thought like the ending of that was uh, kind of a tearjerker as well. Yes, yes, it was. And I, I saw that, and I almost uh, put it in my top five. That's it's a good movie. I think, if I remember correctly, there is a, a kind of a weird sense of like he kind of falls in love with maybe like the grandma. And then, like, 80 years later, falls in love with an identical-looking granddaughter. Yeah, I feel like... a weird part of that movie that I was like, wait a minute, is that how that worked? 
But yeah. yes, nevertheless, number three, Bicentennial Man. That's cool. Well, my number three is The Matrix. And I know there's varying opinions on two and three, but I enjoy The Matrix series. And as far as a robot, I understand Neo is not a robot, mm-hmm. but the entire movie premise is robots taking over everything. So yeah. There's a lot yeah, of robots the in that o- movie. The only thing there, I mean... I'm with you. I kind of debated it. It felt like, yes, while robots, it felt more like machines as the enemy. And Agent Smith is like a virus within. So I didn't quite give it the whole robot treatment because I felt like the robot, a robot wasn't main in there. It was more robotics. Uh, Fair enough. This is my my thoughts. I'm not going to knock you for it. I just felt like it was a bit of a gray area. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, well, what's your number two? My number two is Terminator 2, the second mm. one. Yes. The second one is excellent. I like when the when Arnold is on our side. And Get I to love the chopper! Yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong movie, but perfect Ar- Arnold impression. Yes, thank you. Um, I love the liquid yes. bad guy robot. Oh, my word. He was those- great. Those special effects age surprisingly well. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. You can animate liquid metal pretty good. So anyway, Terminator 2 is my number two. And we actually agree. I put that as my number two. Nice. Terminator 2. It was a great movie. And uh, just the scene, I think it was a hospital or the uh, crazy home scene or whatever. I forget what it was. But he that the, the bad guy walking through those tiled floors. and Yes. yes. It's very menacing and awesome. So yep. anyway, Terminator 2. So give me right. one. My number one is iRobot, actually. Oh, okay. Maybe in my rose-colored glasses time period. Um, mm-hmm. But I really think, like, it's a lot of fun from sort of the Will Smith and action, and he has some, like, comedic quips in there. But kind of a thinker movie when it comes to and um, the three yeah. laws are discussed in there. Yes, um, yes. And kind of a development of, you know, robots and some sort of personality and or, like, is there a soul deep down within or developed? So right. I thought it was both a thinker and yet an exciting uh, movie where Will Smith is just mowing down robots with a machine gun at one point in time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was really good. Cool. Well, my number one, my number one was in your honorable mentions. I put Wally. As number one, because main character, a robot, as is the EV character, but Wally just uh, such a good movie. I mean, I don't know what to say about it, but it's so good. Pixar again just does an incredible job. You know, for Wally only having one word that he says the entire movie, and the whole beginning sequence of him on Earth picking up garbage you know it's amazing how they can make it in- interesting for 10 to 15 minutes of just him you know around this desolate planet but it's a beautiful movie i love it uh sorry but wally is number one listeners you can subscribe in itunes and google podcast apple podcast and if you could take a moment and five star rate us there it would really help us be discovered by more movie fanatics and condiment connoisseurs and then you can follow at exchange movies on twitter and you can follow at Nate Baranowski and at Stephen Robles. All those links are in the show notes. 
and we'd love to hear your movie suggestions and your thoughts about mayonnaise and camping and all that. All right.